Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. As we know, Pastor J.D. is well-versed in Bible prophecy and has been researching and studying this field for more than two decades. In today's update, he gives thanks to the Lord for Bible prophecy. Although we don't know the exact hour or day of Christ's return, we know He is coming soon, more than ever. We need to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on August 16, 2020. I will make Jerusalem a very heavy stone, burdensome stone, boundary stone for all peoples. All who would heave it away, give it away, cut it away, will surely be cut in pieces, though all nations of the earth are gathered against it. In other words, you're going to cut up Jerusalem? That's my city. It's the city that I put my name of ownership on, literally, by the way, as we've talked about in previous updates. The name of God is literally upon the city of Jerusalem. It's such a fascinating detail. (laughs) So you're going to cut up my city? I'm going to cut you up. How about that? That's what he's saying. You want to divide my land? I'm going to divide you. Joel chapter 3 verse 2. I will gather all nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. There I will put them on trial for what they did to my inheritance, my people Israel, because they scattered my people among the nations and divided up my land. Back when the deal of the century was unveiled, We did an update, I want to say it was the 1st of February, it was unveiled uh, at the end of January. And I went against what many were saying that, hey, this is good. This is good. And when I read through that agreement, 181 pages, (laughs) I actually had some help, needed help, especially with all the data and numbers and nickels and noses and facts and figures. But I came to, I want to say it was section 12, article 38, it might be the other way around, and it was a section on end of claims, end of conflict. And when you read it very carefully and closely, what you'll find is that both the so-called Palestinians and Israel are to end all claims 
on Jerusalem in order to end the conflict. Excuse me? Uh, <laughs> listen, I, I grew up being told by my Egyptian father and Jordanian mother that we were Palestinians, that my mom's side of the family were Palestinians. And it wasn't until after I got saved and really began to uh, study and, and know God's Word and the Word of God and the God of the Word, I began to realize, wait a minute, no. The reason why they even use the name Palestine or Palestinian, which is a transliteration of Philistine, there are no more Philistines. They're extinct. When Jerusalem was destroyed and Israel was uh, captured, they named it, as was the custom in that day, after the arch enemy of the people that they had just conquered. And who was the people group that were the enemy of Israel? The Philistines. So they first named it Philistia. Well, actually they named it Ariella Capitalina. And then they eventually named it Philistia, which is translated, or transliterated really, Palestine. I want to say it was 135 AD, if my memory serves me correctly. And ever since then, it's been known as Palestine for that reason. That's what Rome changed the name to. Not because the Palestinians, you know, Yasser Arafat, he was Egyptian. He not Palestinian. There's no such thing as a Palestinian. And the only reason I mention it is because if there's no such thing as a Palestinian or a Palestine, then that means there's no such thing as a Palestinian state. So what are we doing here? What's this really about? Well, it's exactly about what we're told it would be about. This is what they're going to do. Now, some of you are looking at me. I can tell. <laughs> and you're saying, Pastor, do you realize the implications of what you're saying here? Especially concerning the President of the United States? Yeah. That's not the question. The question isn't, do I realize the implications of this. The question is to you. I don't mean to come off smug. God knows my heart. I am simply teaching the Bible simply, and this is what the Bible says. And this is not good. And I am keenly aware that there are those who are saying, no, this is a good deal for Israel. We want peace. Well, just a mo moment, please. Uh, it has come at the expense of sovereignty and the annexation of the West Bank. Oh, no, it, it's just off the table for now. Oh, really? That's what you think. Well, I probably shouldn't have gone that far, but too late. I already did. We need to move on. Number five, we still got a ways to go. Number five, the mark of the beast. Again, we don't know exactly. It is believed that this will probably happen about the midpoint when the Antichrist demands to be worshipped. He sets himself up in the temple as God, demanding to be worshipped as God. And those who refuse to worship the beast and the image of the beast, whose number is 666, which is what Revelation 13 says, they will be, as we've talked about, 
beheaded. Uh, By the way, that's the July 12th update, and that's where COVID-19 and said vaccine comes into play. We did a whole update on this on July 12th. If you're interested, you can go back and watch that video. But I am of the belief that the mark of the beast will become, not yet, will become whatever this vaccine is going to be. Because the vaccine is going to be the digital ID without which no one will be able to get their lives back or their livelihood back. And I do find it very interesting that this peace agreement would include, and even Netanyahu in the interview that I mentioned this morning, brought up and actually talked about for uh, some time the whole vaccine that now the UAE, because of normalized relations with Israel, can have access to. This vaccine is the, can I say, golden ticket? This, they're dangling it and saying that unless you have it, you can't have your life back. That's where it's going. I hope you realize that life as we knew it is never going to be the same. You know, on March 29th, I did, uh, it was actually titled the coronavirus update. It was the first update concerning the coronavirus. And I made this comment. I said, I believe this ends in the rapture for us. And it ends in the seven-year tribulation, mark of the beast, all of the above for them. This is how this ends. And at the time, I thought, it's kind of a bold statement. Maybe I should have just walked into it, not run into it. The story of my life, (laughs) where after you say something, you think, hmm, maybe I shouldn't have been that bold. But now looking back in retrospect, it's exactly what's happening. It's exactly what's happening. Number six, real quick, the Battle of Armageddon. This is in Revelation 16. This is actually the sixth angel pouring out the bull judgment, and all of the kings of the earth and the armies of the world are going to be brought and gathered to this place in Israel called Armageddon, Har Megiddo, in the valley of Jezreel. Again, for those that have been with us to Israel, you've seen this as far as the eye can see, (laughs) this valley where all of these armies of the world, it's really the last battle, and it brings in the second coming of Jesus Christ. I put the Gog and Magog at the beginning maybe right before, simultaneously with the rapture possibly. And then I put the battle of Armageddon at the end of the seven-year tribulation, which brings us to our seventh one in this scenario. And it's the second coming and the salvation of Israel. Let me just real quickly read Romans 11 verses 25 through 27. Paul writing says, I do not want you to be ignorant of this mystery, brothers and sisters, so that you may not be conceited. Israel has experienced a hardening in part until the full number of the Gentiles has come in. And in this way, all Israel will be saved. That's very important, by the way. In other words, 
once the church is removed, God shifts all of his attention to the Jewish people, because the purpose of the tribulation is for the salvation of the Jewish nation. That's the purpose of the tribulation. As it is written, the deliverer will come from Zion. He will turn godlessness away from Jacob, Israel. And this is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. Uh, Let me just add to that real quick, and then we'll bring it in for a landing. Uh, God is not through with the Jew. Why is God not through with the Jew? Because God has a covenant with the Jew. Here's the thing. God has a covenant with me and you too. And if God is through with the Jew, then how secure are you? Because he has a covenant with the Jew. And last time I checked, uh, it's an everlasting covenant. You know what everlasting means? I know this is deeply profound. Everlasting lasts forever. God is not through with the Jew. God has a covenant with the Jew. He has a covenant with me and you too. I know it's not proper English, but it rhymes. (laughs) Let me have it. So he has a covenant with them. He's not going to break the covenant. He can't. He actually is incapable. God is incapable of breaking a covenant. Which is why, by the way, when he cut covenant with Abraham, and by the way, that's where we get the word cut a deal. This is how they would make an agreement, a covenant, back in those those days. They would take animals and they would cut them. And the blood would be all over with the carcasses, and they would both walk through the blood and the animals, and they would vow and agree that if I break this covenant, what's done to these animals will be done to me. It's called the deterrent, by the way. So here, God is going to make this covenant with Abraham. Abraham didn't make a covenant with, with God. Abraham never signed it. What do you mean? Oh, so God comes down to cut covenant, and he puts Abraham into a deep sleep. And God comes down and cuts covenant with Abraham. In other words, you can't break a covenant you didn't sign. Abraham didn't sign it. This is why people get into a lot of trouble. And again, don't want to spend too much time on it, but I think you get the point. They say, well, you know, they broke the covenant. They never signed it. Israel messed up. They blew it. God is through with them. He's replaced the church. He's replaced Israel with the church. That's his covenant people. Don't do that. Because if you replace Israel with the church, that means you put the church in the seven-year tribulation. And by the way, that's why they they put the church in the seven-year tribulation, because they replaced the church, Israel, with the church. Easy for me to say. I can't say that again, so I hope you got it. Doesn't that make sense though? Listen, I appreciate it. So many online members send me videos from people who say we're already in the seven-year tribulation. We are not in the seven-year tribulation. (laughs) Not even the first part of it. You know, you'll never see a 
counterfeit $70 bill. Why? Because there's no such thing as a genuine $70 bill. The genuine is the $100 bill. So the counterfeit, the false, authenticates and validates the genuine. The pre-tribulation rapture is the genuine, sound, biblical truth. Then you have all these others that actually validate it, that are the counterfeits. But the whole house of Israel, they will call upon the one whom they pierced, and they will call for him to come back, and we as his bride will be by his side at the second coming when he does. I am personally of the belief that all of this is about to happen. And when it does, it will complete the last seven years of human history as we know it, and we're right there. It can happen at any time. It's all set up. It's just a matter of, of time. It's, it's not if it happens, it's when and how soon, and I truly believe it is soon and very soon it has to be. Can I just say one last thing? (laughs) Bible prophecy has an expiration date, a shelf life. Example, the nations in Ezekiel 38 are all lined up right now. Rewind five years ago, they weren't. Fast forward five years from now, will, will they still be? Just talk about COVID-19 and the vaccine. There's this momentum. Everything is heading in that direction. So there has to be that proverbial strike while the iron is hot. There's a, there's a lifespan, an expiration date, a shelf life on all of this. And it's already in motion and already has momentum. And now it's just a matter of time. Well, I want to end with the gospel, the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ, and a childlike explanation of salvation, especially for the benefit of anybody that might be watching online. And what I've shared today has really, hopefully, gotten your attention. And that's no accident. I think you know this. It's no accident that you're watching this video. God led you here because today is the day of salvation. I want to explain what it means to be saved and how to be saved. The gospel, or the good news, is that Jesus was crucified, He was buried, and He rose again on the third day, and He's coming back again one day. That's what the word gospel means, good news. Your debt has been paid, The death penalty has been paid by Jesus Christ, who died for you instead of you. You're free to go. And whom the Son has set free is free indeed. That's the gospel. Now, how do you respond? Well, that's where the ABCs come in. Very simple, very childlike simple. The A is for admit or acknowledge that you sinned, that you're a sinner, and that you need the Savior. Romans 3.10 says, There is no one righteous, not even one. And Romans 3.23 tells us why. It's because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We've all fallen short of the perfect standard of God's righteousness. We've all transgressed the law. 
And Romans 6.23 pronounces the sentence. We enter the sentencing phase. We enter a guilty plea, guilty as charged. And the judge of the universe sentences you to death. It's the death penalty. The wages of sin is death. That's the bad news. But then here's the good news. In walks a man to that courtroom of the universe and says to that judge, wait. I will go to my death in his stead, in her stead. And the judge looks at you, turns to you and says, uh, good news, your debt's been paid, you're free to go. And then he goes to your death in your stead. And then he purchases for us instead of us the price and then he offers it as a gift. That's what a gift is, right? Somebody purchased it, and then they give it to you as a gift. If you buy it or pay for it, it's not a gift, it's a purchase. If it's a gift, somebody else paid for it, and they give it to you. Well, that's what Jesus did. He paid in full for all of our sins, and he offers us this gift of God, which is eternal life, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And that's the good news. The B is for believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And then the C lastly is for call upon the name of the Lord, or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, confess with your mouth. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And then lastly, Romans ten thirteen, All who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved that simple. Thank you, Lord. Lord, thank you for Bible prophecy, for telling us in some places with great detail what's going to happen before it happens, so that when we start seeing it happen, <laughs> believers will look up and lift up their heads, knowing their redemption draws nigh, and those who don't believe will put their trust in you, Lord, I pray for anyone who might even be here in this church service or watching online that has never called upon you, confessing with their mouth, believing in their heart, acknowledging their sin, putting their trust in you for the forgiveness of sin, that they would not put it off any longer that they would not delay the most important decision of their life for eternal life. Lord, I pray that today will be the day of their salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus is returning. This fact is one we can get excited about, despite any circumstances we find ourselves in. Jesus will return one day to rid this earth of every evil thing that's destroying it. 
He'll once and for all take down the enemy and establish his kingdom in our midst. How soon will this amazing event occur? The Bible tells us that no one knows the exact date, but it does give us clues about events that will take place as it nears. This is why Pastor J.D. has created these Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates. The Mideast Bible Prophecy Update is a focused look at current events through the lens of prophecy. The Bible has given us clear indicators of what's to come, and we can see many of these events happening all around the world today. Join us each week for an in-depth look at what the Bible has to say about current events on these Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates. The latest updates are available on the In Spirit and Truth YouTube channel, and you'll find a link to our page by visiting InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. You can also access these teachings through our mobile app for Apple and Android devices. Just search for In Spirit and Truth in your app store, or follow the links provided at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. With this app, you can take the Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates with you wherever you go, as well as give you access to many other teachings Pastor J.D. has shared from the pages of Scripture. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope you'll join us again right here on In Spirit and Truth.